Humanity has battled with evil throughout the ages, fought tirelessly to protect itself from being consumed by the monstrous horrors that plague the land. But as darkness grows, the flame of hope grows dim. Who shall rekindle the fire? Who shall save us? Astral Owl! Well, hopefully a bunch of douchebags with dice will do the trick. of nerds gathered around their screens, drinking and dungeoneering in hopes to get some gold and girls. Join them for a crazy adventure. These are the Tabletop Champions. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tabletop Champions podcast. I'm Sean, your Dungeon Master, and with me tonight I have Kyle, who plays Torin. Hello. Scott, who plays Paris. Hi! Wade, who plays Devin. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> I tried to gloss over it, but you can't do that. All right. Anyway, no, please explain sorry. yourself. <laughs> oh, I can't. I just smashed my teeth with my glass. <laughs> All right. This is the second episode of the evening, in case anyone hasn't noticed. So, also with us, we have Wade, who plays Devin. Sorry, but three, two, one. Nope. We're keeping it in. Yeah, I'm. Oh, I'm the only. I one thought that, that was count. his intro. I'm the it only was. one that can count. Okay. Oh, that's. I know true. that was my intro. <laughs> Don't be so confusing, <laughs> Devin. I'm very I easily said, confused. I said I'm sorry, but three, two, one. All right, that's a good intro. I'll give that to you. So, uh, and then we also have Ben who plays Stark. Greetings and salutations. Simple, simple but effective. All right. Well, how's how are you guys doing? Peachy, yeah. just yeah. dandy. Hi. Oh, it's hi. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, us. Uh, so uh, why does everybody roll a d twenty so we can stop this abomination of an intro? Or we could just keep it going. I mean, I like that. Uh, I don't like that though. I got a thirteen. Devin rolled an eighteen. Uh, Eric rolled thirteen. I rolled a twelve. Ford rolled a twelve, and Stark rolled a seven. So, uh, Devin, what happened last week? Uh, let's see. We woke up on the other side of the portal. Our chests were glowing, leading to some far-off place that we couldn't see yet. Uh, I sprouted wings, and then we saw something with a crap out of eyes, and something that we hoped we'd see again one day with its head on a stake. We then proceeded to kill the thing with a lot of eyes by having our dragonborn fighter named Torin run his axe through each eye stalk and over its big eye several dozen times. And then someone teleported next to the other one and put a sword through his chest. Who was the other one? Oh, it's he who shall not be named. (laughs) He should not be named. He doesn't deserve a name anymore. He is dead. I made sure of that by taking his head off and mounting it on a stake. And then technically Torin took his head off. Well, I mounted it on a stake. And then and what happened after javelin. that? Uh, we closed the portal, and now nothing. Oh, and no, Devin he forgot, he forgot Devin, the important part. Devin hugged my sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm making a no, note. No, your sister hugged Devin. <laughs> that was ultimate disappointment right there. One of these days, I'm just going to let her die. 
<laughs> no, I won't let that happen. <laughs> you're Just because you guys are different doesn't mean that you're not family. <laughs> we used to be a lot closer until I left home. And your alignment is good, right? I'm neutral good, yes. So you're not going to kill her? No. Unless the law said I had to. You're neutral, <laughs> so you don't care about the law. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. No, I follow all the laws, no matter what they are. Then you're lawful good. Oh, yeah, no. I thought you were lawful neutral. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm lawful neutral. That's what it is. So then know. you would kill your sister if you're law. If the law yeah. Okay. There on. was one other. There was one other thing that happened at the right. Yeah, I'm lawful episode. neutral. I don't know why I said I'm neutral good. I'm lawful neutral. So uh, there was one la one other thing that happened at happened? the end of the last episode. Something came and visited you. Oh yeah, I cut out. That, uh, something weird came and visited you. There was an owl, like it was Legend of Zelda or something. What? What are you guys talking about? Do you not remember the owl at the end? Literally, it's been like, that was not a hallucination, it's been... It was like ten minutes, ten minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> there was an uh, owl. Some sort of owl, like, uh, it was glowing. dark silvery owl that shimmered like moonlight oh. came and flew down in front of Devin. I, with a I, was, really I was really confused. I was on the same Legend of Zelda game as you. But I was thinking Navi when you were talking about the big ass owl that always shows. By up. the way, can I say uh, really quick, Torin, I switched my ringtone like you had recommended to Navi, and it is the most annoying fucking thing that has Isn't ever it? existed. Yeah, it's I have the worst. I made it through about a month, and then I was like, I can't stand this anymore. Yeah. My wife was like, my phone rang, my phone ding. She's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> And now, so you have it for notifications or for when your phone rings? Text, me text messages. So it just is the, hey, listen, every yeah. time. Yeah, that's terrible. It's yeah. really bad. <laughs> yeah, you'll 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 end up breaking your phone that way. It's funny um, for a while, but... It, it wears thin. Yeah. So, anyway, um, yeah, Devin, a, a silvery dark owl flew down in front of you. It, like, it popped into existence, and it flew down at you, and it's staring at you, and it has a note tied to its leg. Um, does it look tasty? <laughs> it just is looking at you expectantly. Don't take uh, it, it's a howler. I move hesitantly closer to the note, trying to take it, probably, maybe. Okay, give me a perception check. No constitution check? Nope, just a perception check. Thanks. Um, it's, the note around its leg has a wax symbol on it in the symbol of the Mage's College. The Mage College. Cool, I picked that up. Cool. You unfurl it, and you open it. Here's what it says. Could you please read, read that alive, or alive? Could you please read that aloud for the group? Let's see, yada, yada, yada. Devin is now king of the world. All others can suck his dick. That is not canon. Uh, that is not whoa. what it says. <laughs> it's loading, it's loading. The Mage College, I like that. Ooh, two... King of the world, Devin Silverton. No, it says else. to Archmage Devin Silverton, Headmaster. Sir, I hope this missive finds you well. We are not trying to contact you. So we'll read on. it so the listeners can hear. Yeah, I am. We are not sure how to contact you, so one of our students allowed us to use her astral owl to seek <laughs> you out. The Mage College in the city of Steebrook as a whole are fending off the beast within this wretched fish. We have fortified the walls and put a protective aura around the city to keep outsiders at bay. Thanks to the restocking, we should be able to hold out 
for at least a few more weeks. But the citizens and students are obviously worried about their fates. Any thoughts as to what we should do or when you will return to help us? So, pause. As I'm going to give you a plus. I'm going to give you a plus one uh, with Steebrook for making the decision to restock before leaving. Oh God! Don't reward uh, that. And Paris yeah, well, also gets it because he made the decision to restock as well. Uh, from my memory. So, and by that you mean the loud, the loud city to land and restock. Yes. So, <laughs> not so like the money. note. The note continues. As a side note, I have another matter to discuss with you. Since you put your ward Chu in our care, we had to enroll him as a student. In order to participate in school activities such as being the mascot, one must be a student at the school. Though I encountered protests from several of school officials. We successfully got him enrolled. Thens we got a, then things no, got less well. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> While the clerics were evaluating Chu for his required physical evaluation, they discovered something strange. It appears they discovered something in his nasal passion. After extracting it and discovering it to be a small child's toy he apparently inserted there at some point during his childhood, they noticed something. His intellect seemed to have been hindered by it being there. And since we removed it, he has shown an amazing thirst for knowledge and craves learning new things. We would like, with your leave, to enroll him in our advanced placement program. It is required for all guardians to sign a permission slip to move children to this program. <laughs> As the students, we are, are more difficult and intensive. I have included a copy of Chu's report card for you to review as well. <laughs> Sincerely, Archibald Longren, Vice Headmaster. Please sign your permission to allow Chu to attend our AP program. Also, if you or Dor or Dork Paris Mithelmer. First Duke, Duke. Here, let me let me let me read his title. Hold on. Hold on. I'll read his title. No, go ahead and read it. Go ahead and read it. Read it as it says though. I'm reading this in character, so. Okay. The pious the virgin breaker of Haman's enslaver of unworthy penises advise our current situation and how we should proceed it would be greatly appreciated please write that below and sign once completed please give the note to the owl and he will carry it back thank you for your consideration dude i love how i have one two three four five six seven eight yeah seven titles so the actual name on there for a metagame for the listeners is Duke Paris Mithomer, first of his name, Lord of Weedale, Lord of Steebrook, Defender of the Weak, the Pious, the Unmoved, Breaker of Chains, Enslaver of the Unworthy. Can I just say that the last two <laughs> contradict each other a tiny yep. bit there? <laughs> That's a miss. He's both a breaker of chains and an and enslaver. An <laughs> he breaks some people's chains, but so, shackles others. So, Devin, you missed another piece of it. Here is Chu's report card. Oh, I didn't see that there. Is it going to be a character sheet? Yes, it's a character sheet. He's apparently level six. God damn it. I don't know how I feel about Chu being smart now and not being Chu. Well, I named him, so... But you need to read his. You need to read his things. He's a goddamn sorcerer. Oh, wild magic! Oh God, we're all gonna die. <laughs> He's just gonna show up, like cast a spell, and just accidentally fireball us all. So his teachers apparently find him oblivious to etiquette and social expectations. 
Um, they find his ideals are he wants to please that show him faith. Um, he aims only to please the chosen ones, and his big flaw that they see in him is he sacrificed social graces to focus on his intellect. Which is funny, because his actually, if you look at this report card, his intelligence is not very good. <laughs> but somehow, that little shitbag goblin is very charismatic. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> So, your ward appears to have grown to about level six. Which is nearly what you are. You do have this note. What do you guys uh, decide to do? Have you shared the note with the group? I read the first one out loud. Jordan's Make- kind of bored at the, the note um, and would start, you know, kind of wandering off into... Uh... I'm going to put my arm over Torin's shoulder and say, Aren't you a proud mother now? Look at Sue's report card. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, uh, um, I, I'm good. You sure? Yep. You, you and Torin are the parents of Chu. Nope. <laughs> I have nothing to do with that. Lord. Why did uh, he just say that you're Chu's mother then? Why does he say half the things he says? You and Devin had sex and then made Chu. <laughs> I'm not the smartest. I, while I'm the first to say I'm not the smartest here, I, I'll tell you that that doesn't. That isn't how that works. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about tieflings and dragonborn. So uh, I reproduce asexually. I, I don't know what he does. So you are. <laughs> Wait, so you are. That is not mother. canon. Dragonborns do not reproduce asexually. That is so, not canon. I read it in the. None of you in, would believe that for a second. I'm going to have to have board. you make a roll. I'll roll a. I'll roll a uh, deception check. Sure. Oh, all right. I'll count. I'll counter your deception. Sure. Here we also, go. Torn, there's a very good chance that you might be the smartest one here. Uh, I have an intelligence. Oh god, I do. But right now, I have a 16. Shit, exactly. Right. <laughs> the smartest one here. Oh, oops. <laughs> you are. Uh, but the deception check is charisma, so that doesn't help. And I rolled a seven. I'm not. A I got it. <laughs> you rolled for the record. Failed. No, he rolled one d one. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Re-roll. Okay. Yeah, you rolled a one. <laughs> so why isn't that a crit? Why do they assume that it's not a crit? Why you rolled a one-dimensional object? Go ahead and roll a D, roll your roll. I did. No, you, you didn't. You rolled a D one. D one. I, I choose to auto fail. <laughs> okay. So you just accept the fact that Torin said that he can reproduce asexually. Yes. Okay. Great. Then it's canon. Now, go ahead and make a d20 roll, though. You said Why? you'd counter it, because you said you'd counter it. I just wanted to say that so that he would roll it, and I could roll a d1. <laughs> okay. so, angry at your choice. No, it's okay. I'm just saying, so yours was a... Ah! Okay, so you don't... There you go! I got a five. All right. a legitimate roll. I was going to say, if you rolled like a crit, I would have said that deep down you know it not to be true, but you just really want to believe it. Yeah. No. So once Torin's done lying, I say, "So, Mama Dragonborn, where do goblins come from?" Hell. Apparently, asexual reproduction of a dragonborn. But back to the note. So you basically you have to sign that permission slip. You have the choice to sign the permission slip to put you in AP classes or not. Yes. Okay. So you go ahead and do that, and then uh, you have the option, you or Paris or whoever to basically write back with instruction on what to do or where you guys are at or anything you want to put to them. 
you could fill up the bottom and the entire back. That note itself, you're led to believe, will courier back. Okay, I'm going to start writing on it, saying, uh, burn down the bar by order of Dork Paris. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Use ashes to build throne for King Stark. Is someone hitting a bong, by the way? Sorry, I'm smoking a hookah right now. Yeah, alright. Sure, sure, sure you are. No, I really am. Okay. Fucking notice he's the one person who lives in Colorado. Or I really am just smoking a hookah right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, right. enjoy, enjoy, enjoy your shisha. Remember, you're supposed to cut out all I will take a... F- I, no, it's not a drug res- reference. I literally am smoking a hookah. Yeah, because everyone knows that he's an elaborate... Sorry, I was distracted. My wife brought me green chili, and it's fucking delightful. But no, this literally is shisha. I swear. Oh, my God. What's shisha? It's it's, uh, the lamest way to smoke. It's kind of like kush, but different. I don't think it is like kush. (laughs) It's dang shit. Don't worry about it. What the fuck is it? Okay, let's move on past the, the weird bubbling magoo over here. <laughs> and look, if I'm smoking a bong, I'm I, with that many hits, I'm way too fucked up to be doing a podcast. All of a sudden, Sean just stops talking. <laughs> All right, you guys run your own campaign. I'm going to watch. <laughs> All right, you, you, may not, you may not like what we do gods. in the world. No, anyway, gods. so so what do you do? I don't do. You liter- do you literally write that? I'm going to start attempting to. I'm not anywhere close. Actually, to first it. I'm gonna say, uh, who has pen and quill or whatever you write? does. Yeah, can I borrow some of that? Sure. Thank you. No, I'm gonna go find a hard rock and sit down and start writing. Does, uh, anyone, yeah. does no one want to proofread this? No one. From I've read the whole note out loud. Okay. And yeah, I'll, I'll, I mean, I'm gonna I'll, assume I'll, that you're not up to anything. Yeah. I'll, although I will ask, like you know, ask them about that. Uh, I left the other lock with them to like look at, see if they've figured anything out. Cause kind of need to by figure order, out a way out here. By order of Duke Paris, uh, Shotskis or whatever it's called shall be torn down and made into a wooden throne for his kingship, King Stark. Is that official enough sounding? Are you reading this out loud to us as you're writing it? No, I'm talking to Sean. No, that sounds official. Okay, that's going to be what I put in the owl if no one wants to proofread it. No, uh, I, I'm I mean, assuming I, that you're not up to anything. I, I'd probably like walk over and like ask you to like add, you know, the bit about like, have you guys done any research on that weird lock from the portal I got, I gave you guys, and probably glance down at the. Did you give them the lock? Uh, I don't remember I, you giving anybody a lock. I thought I, thought I gave it to the them. Lock. I thought I gave it to them. I meant to. I, I honestly don't think you did. Okay, just, in that case, just, never mind. I do none of that. Okay, uh, before I... Does anyone want to add anything? Waving it in the air so everyone can see what I wrote. <laughs> You're really hoping to get caught here, aren't you? Uh, yep. Uh, well, I rolled a crit on my crit perception. on his so. perception. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely like see like by order of Lord Stark. I'm like, uh... No, King Stark, King Lord oh, no, Paris. Lord Paris, like, making a throne for me, and I'm looking at him like, uh... I got a 24 I for my perception. <laughs> I wrote it as big as I possibly could, so... Yeah. 
Um, Devin, I don't recall saying to burn down tchotchkes and build a throne out of it. What's that now? Didn't come um, right in the letter. Uh, Devin wrote in the letter that I've decreed to burn down tchotchkes and make a throne out of it, you, out of the remains. What do you have against tchotchkes? I, I, I gave you a lifetime pass for free, for half price appetizers. I prefer TGI Abbas. <laughs> I prefer TGI Abbas. I'm going to burn that fucking place to the ground. The oh, last TGI, thing do. In case you yeah. don't remember, it is canon that TGI Abbasax is now Tchotchkes 2. Oh, that's right. Tchotchkes 2. That's Tchotchkes 2 T-O-O. Still, stu- <laughs> still stumbling. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the few establishments that has a colon in the name. <laughs> so we could spend this entire episode talking about this note, but what we is really, happening? really, really Yeah, seriously. Say. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm not involved at this point. I don't really write... I scratch it all out and say, uh... Laissez-faire. What? Laissez-faire. That's what I thought he said. Is that what he actually said? I thought you said laissez-faire. Whatever that term is. It's laissez-faire. Laissez-faire. Why were we saying this? And you guys made fun of me for saying bonjour last fucking session? Because it's bonjour. Bonjour. Okay, so anyway, no, literally, okay. This note ever again. <laughs> so you just put, so you just put laissez-faire, and that's it. Yeah. Added, like you know, we'll return as soon as we can. But uh... God, I hope they speak French. Someone take this fucking note away from him. <laughs> <laughs> I might just end up burning him before I send it. Do you yeah. speak Drow? No. Oh. Because Drow would be French. What? You mean undercommon? Undercommon. Why would that, that be French? That's how I had envisioned it in my mind when I put this campaign together, but laissez-faire would have been a term. <laughs> anyway, we're going to go with it. The, laissez-faire isn't a term in this realm. Oh. So you put, you basically put a term that says, what? Keep doing what you're doing. We'll be back as soon as we can. Blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada, yada. Actually write, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada, yada. Bye. You actually write that? Yes. No, he doesn't. He does. Okay, sounds good. Um, You reattach the note. You did sign for permission for him to join the AP classes, though, right? Oh, add in that we uh, found the missing children, and they're safe. (laughs) And my sister. They don't don't care about her. Fine, all right. But, yeah. yeah. I guess me and Devin are the only one who give a shit about my sister. Yep. You're welcome. So, do you send it back at that point? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You send the, uh, you attach it around its leg, it kind of goes to fly off, and then all of a sudden it crumples into nothingness, and there's a little bright flash, like a ding, and it's gone. And now okay, you guys so how many people out. can I carry when I fly? Paris's sister comes to at this point, and she's like, oh, oh, brother, where oh, are she's we? Already I'm too. so scared. Yeah, was she not two before? She was, okay, but anyway, she's like, brother, I'm so scared. Where are we? What is what's going on? And the kids are just crying, and they're like trying to figure out what's happening. Well, we are currently in the shadow realm, and uh, with no escape. <laughs> the kids, but do not, crying. but do not worry, uh, because King Stark is here, and uh, he'll protect us. I'm sure. That seems uh-huh. likely. So I, <laughs> it starts to become apparent why Paris was not made king. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to die, but Stark will save no, us. No, actually, Paris, give me, like, a charisma check to chat with <laughs> children. It's either a performance or a persuasion. Performance or persuasion or something. Or deception. 
Deception, intimidation. Oh, I have intimidation. <laughs> Not intimidation. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say tactic. Stark because Stark Stark was called up. You said Stark is here, and so he's obviously he was called to action. On my, I got a sixteen on my intimidation check. But that's and you're they, trying to scare children. Yeah. <laughs> Not scared. Like I said, we're trapped in the shadow realm, and the kids <laughs> get like terrified of you, but they look up at Stark for some sort of guidance. And he just walks over to the little kids, like kneels down in front of them, and it's like, "It's all right, we're gonna go on an adventure." And right as you say that, uh, Torin starts me a, walking. Give me a persuasion. Hold on, give me a, like a persuasion or something. Yeah, uh, persuasion. Chris. Hi, Chris. These kids are like an adventure. We're going on an adventure with the king. Oh, this is the best day ever. We knew this is why you brought us out here. Uh, yeah, we brought you out here. Well, uh, it's obviously a part of a game. We're all a part of a game now. To adventure. And, like, a kid picks up, like, a shadowy, like, stick off the ground and is, like, waving it around like an adventurer. Yeah, and... Tori- and Paris's sister kind of swoons. Oh, boy. A little bit. And uh, Torrin walks by, throws his axe over his shoulder, and goes, let's go kill some shit. And the kids, like, scream, like, Yay! <laughs> I uh, hope you're not squeamish. So where are you guys? Where are you guys going? Um, I was going towards where the light was happening from. Yeah, that's, that was my suggestion as well. Yeah, I think where it's where it's the only place uh, that makes sense. So and how many? How many um, people can I carry with a eight strength? <laughs> uh, how you can carry a child on your shoulders? So who wants to fly? Me. Sarah <laughs> jumps on your shoulders and you fly. No, um, the little boy like looks up you at you with like doughy eyes, and he's like, "Could I, Mister Devon? Could I?" I unfurl my wings, make them, and spread them out, and say, "Climb on my back." And he hops on your shoulders, and I'm guessing you take off. Uh, yeah. Okay, so give me a perception check when you take off. A four. I don't see crap. You're just, you're just kind of flying through some shadowy darkness and all that, and you guys just kind of start walking towards this light in the distance. As you're walking, like you kind of come to an overlook down the distance, and you see you can overlook a large area, and you just kind of you see uh, um, like people and beings walking in the distance. There's a strong line of people walking into something like a black portal somewhere in the distance. Um, something ushering them in. Um, you see a few stray people walking elsewhere and then you see another contingent, you know, um, of people being couriered in another direction. It's almost like a, uh, uh, I can't even explain it. It's basically you just see people walking in different directions. Now, um, people the dead are they demons do we you can't tell you can't you can't really tell i mean you could give me a perception check everybody could at this point you guys come to an overlook and you're kind of looking over uh okay what are they tell me Um, Devin. you see you see a devil walking people and whipping them in the distance like probably a hundred different people down the lane towards a shadowy light um you also see about like Five or six people being couriered by an angel, or what looks like an angel, some sort of winged humanoid, uh, towards the light area. Hmm. Um, Paris, you see the pretty much the same thing. 
Um, you can't tell whether what kind of demon it is, but you can see like some people being couriered to a dark area, some people being couriered to a light area. Stark, you're chatting with children. Yeah. <laughs> with a crit fail. And Torin, you can see the people being couriered into the darkness. Okay. Uh, let's head towards those people being courier- couriered into the darkness. I suggest light. Mm, Alright, but up to you guys. But my vote is darkness. <laughs> my vote is light. Well, at least while we have the children, let's go towards the light. Alright, fine. So are you going to the group, or are you going towards the light? Towards the light. Basically, okay, guys... the line from our chest, wherever that's going. Yeah. Yep, it's going towards the the pale, radiant light coming down from yeah. above. So we so head guys... towards the light, and we can see our Nana again. Yeah, right? So you work your way into that direction, and eventually you come to a portal. Um, it's huge. Like, the portals you've seen... Um, and your travels are much smaller. Um, those are about 20 foot by 20 foot. This is easily 100 foot high, 100 foot wide. It gleams. This one specifically, um, it's got a silvery ripple to it. And you can see stars and some sort of like astral objects on the other side. Hmm. You guys are standing there alone. You arrived there before anyone else is there. Hmm. And it's rimmed with wings. So it doesn't look hostile. You don't know. And this is where our glowy chest lines go to? Yep. They go directly into the portal. Uh, I walk up and I uh, try to like stick a stick like through the portal and see what happens um, to said stick. The stick dissolves as it goes into it and dissipates into shadow. And when you pull it back out, that part of the stick is missing. Uh, maybe we shouldn't go in. It's there. <laughs> Throw a chicken through it. Uh, um, what's your Paris, Paris, give chickens. me a perception check. I got a 20. Um, you recognize constellations on the other side that are direct aspects of Sayhameen. Certain constellations that don't have to do with evil, but things that you would relate to the astral plane. So I push up my glasses and I say, actually, you guys, I believe that this might be a portal to the realm of Sihanine. Well, why did voice change? Do you wear glasses? No. In, in real life, yes. Well, this is real life. Oh. No, this damn. is real life. Damn it. <laughs> oh, oh no. Is this is a fantasy. <laughs> I'm so confused. Uh, yeah, no, I point out that, uh, that I think this portal's to an astral plane of Sanding. Well then, aren't they one of the ones who sent us on this Grandoise quest? Uh, even if she wasn't, uh, she is the god god of, god of my understanding. Um, as you guys are talking about this, a, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, you see some, a creature with blue skin um, large white wings carrying a staff with about three shadowy forms behind it um, coming towards the portal is it a prize? what do you mean is it a prize? Uh, like from the Amory Wars no wait what? yeah I don't get that reference I'm sorry. but someone sir, will Someone will. Sir, what if the sir, listeners special will? people will and they will be awesome 
Anyway, um, they come and they're coming up to the portal. Um, and the creature with the wings nods at you and then goes through the portal and the three creatures of shadow behind it pass through the portal. And when they pass through the portal, all of a sudden you see them turn into beams of light and these beams of light grow wings and they fly off into places that you can't see. Uh, I don't think we're supposed to do that. <laughs> Why not? But you're welcome to try. <laughs> Let he who is closest to God become even closer to God. Okay. I'm going to go through the portal. Paris, you go through the portal and you feel ultimate calm as you go Wait. through. You feel like you are where you're supposed to be. <laughs> You're dead. It's dead. Um, you guys see him go through. You see Paris as he is, except for he's got more of a golden sheen. And the moment he goes through, he sprouts right wings and he's looking back at you. Come on, friends. Uh, and you can hear him say that. Uh, I turn. My, to you. I hold out my hand to them. I turn to Devin and Stark, and I go, "Are we really doing this?" Well. No time like the present. So you're, you're carrying one of the kids, right, Devin? Oh, no, I set him down when we got to the portal. Uh, well, that's another decision we have to make about what we do with these children if we're going through a portal. The kids, the kids are looking up at Stark and they're, like, like bouncing up and down, like, excited, like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Come on, kids. Let's go have a once-in-a-lifetime experience. I can't, so... I, walk, I grab... I hold each of them by their hands and I walk backwards through the portal with them. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Let's find out what happens to the children. Um, everybody, so Devin, your wings that you have right now um, turn more of a silvery golden color. Um, and when you walk through, you feel just an ultimate calm as you go through. You are still finding the children weird. themselves sprout wings. Uh, they're as much as they appeared before, except for they uh, are kind of glowing and radiant in appearance. And they are excited. They're like jubilant. They're like, oh, this is wonderful. Oh, Stark, you have to come try this. King Stark. All right. Well, at this point, I will, I will turn to uh, Paris' sister and, uh, you know, bow and say, ladies first. <laughs> wow, what an asshole. <laughs> hey, it's she clearly fine. And like but... puts a willowy hand in. And then just proceeds through the portal, and the exact same thing happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I follow in after her. Okay, same thing. You feel wonderful. Torin stands awkwardly staring at you guys on the other side of the portal for like a solid minute, and was like, "I, I know." And then he's stabbed by through the back by a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> before that happens, before that happens, no, no, no. I look towards the direct right of the portal. And say, holy crap, look at the size of that booze. By the way, uh, while you're here, before Torin comes in, all of you feel way more powerful than you've ever felt. What you were in the Shadow Realm is easily doubled. So with the strength you feel here. Alright. And Torin leans forward and pokes his head in first to see if it explodes. And, and then... Torin feels just this overwhelming joy as he does that. And, uh... And then goes in all together. All right. So all of you are now in this realm. You're surrounded by darkness that's illuminated by different celestial beings around you. Um, not beings as in people, but like planets and stars and just everything. And all of a sudden, a creature 
uh, comes up to you that's got a dark blue or a light blue skin color and flies around. It's, it's got like, uh, it flies around. It's got uh, like white wings. It's holding a staff and it comes up to you. If any of you want to give me like a check. Is on it what it is, like you can a nature, do so. Or be like a yeah, you can do a nature or a religion. Uh, I am now really good at nature, so have a. You know what? No, you have Oops. you have an innate sense of being around you. You are so knowledgeable right now that you would just recognize this creature as a deva. You just innately know. All right. Well, I got a twenty-four anyway. So okay. And uh, this deva comes up to you and says. Welcome, the Chosen. What up? What up, indeed. <laughs> A proper greeting for our realm. You know us. <laughs> and then it says, please, please. Our mistress, Sehanin, requests an audience. I ain't got anywhere else to be. He says, oh, clever dragonborn. Come. That's the first time anyone's ever said that. But let's go. <laughs> and, um, so you guys... Dragonborn ever. Fly off through the darkness. You're traveling at insane speeds. You're more capable than you've ever understood or known. You're flying through, you know, you can see stars pass and comets pass. You're going over worlds, different places. There's different weird creatures and things you've never seen before pass you. And eventually you come up on a gilded planet. It almost looks like solid gold. It's got uh, silver encircling it, and the David dives towards it. And you guys get in closer and you see pillars of gold and just silvery lights, uh, silvery towers, and everything is just glowing. Like you can kind of hear like harps playing. Everything is just beautiful. Um, there's angels and deva and other creatures of the good persuasion flying around <clears throat> cherubs and unicorns and pegasuses because unicorns don't fly. They're kind of just standing there. But... um. <laughs> Um, and you land at the foot of this entryway, and the David looks at you and nods you inward. I nod back. So you're standing at a gigantic archway, um, large statues of trumpeting angels on either, either side. Uh, I guess let's, let's head on in, right? I mean, let's do this thing. Yeah, that's... Now, here's a real important question before we go in. I do I have my jeweled crown with me or not? Hmm. You have it with you. All right. You wearing hey, it. Sean, I'm out of yes. character. I start wearing it. Yes. Okay. Sean, out of character. Yes. We're about to meet with the goddess Sehanine, uh-huh. right? Goddess Sehanine. <laughs> oh God. Uh, what would be the charisma check to uh, have a one night stand with her? <laughs> Probably you don't know her. You don't know her. You'd have to find that out. Probably like a DC thirty-five. That's it. Well, you know, has to be. She's you know, she's she's a person. Not really. <laughs> you guys, we'll see. So you guys walk in, and there is a beautiful, silver-haired, what you would recognize as an elven lady, eating what look like grapes, but every grape is perfect. And she's huge. She's 30 stories tall, looking down at you. And she says, ah, the Chosen. You've come. Why are you here? You should not be here. This is not your time. Uh, We took a wrong turn inside a fish. Should have made a left at Albuquerque. 
I agree. Hmm. A joking lot, as always, I thought. The, the previous five were jokesters as well. They love to play and laugh like we do here in this realm, which is why we, we chose you. You're not the evil lot. You are the, how should I say it, the righteous, the people that bring joy to the realm, the ones who understand. Uh, please tell me, how have you come to my throne? Like I said, we took a wrong turn inside a fish, made a bad wish, and then no, we... No, I understand how it was that you are here, but how are you here? How did you cross the shadow plane and make your way here? Uh, Why did you choose to pass into this plane? We looked like one. We, we, we kind of got stuck in the Shadow Realm, and uh, this seemed like a better door than the other door. She looks at you and she says, This is, this is good that you are here. I, I, I mean, I, I'm, a little, I'm a little tongue-tied because I have unfortunate news to tell you. Okay. We Once you're here, this. you cannot leave without the sacrifice of a soul. Uh, Torrance starts eyeballing the children. <laughs> what this kind was of this? This is this is a a bad turn of events. Now, one of you will be able to stay in these celestial gardens for all eternity, but you cannot pass back without giving up a soul. I cannot. I cannot. Let, I, it's not me letting. It's the way the worlds work. In order to create a portal. A life must be given. And unfortunately, you found your way here too early. Devin, why don't you have your black slime with you? All right. Yeah, because I don't want to get caught without the royal guards. But, but please, please. I know this is a dramatic matter, but uh, I, I have so much to tell you. The, the previous five that went through the realms, they fought well, they fought valiantly, but they did not have what you have. They could not find the oculus. They could not find the relic that could shut down the portals. You know that the three evil gods are growing in power. They are making a stance in Irulan. They are slowly taking over. As you've seen, they're creating portals everywhere, stopping the world from going as it should be. I care of Urulan, Irulan. I care it to be a breeding ground for those that are righteous that eventually make their way to the astral plane or wherever they are righteously gone to. Thus, I have a vested interest in keeping it safe. You must find your way back. But, unfortunately, you've made a wrong turn. One of the Chosen cannot return to the realm. Does it have to be one of the Chosen? It doesn't have to be. Okay, because these kids seem to be really liking it here. <laughs> and I'm thinking one of them might uh, really enjoy dedicating uh, his life to your service. And then right, the kid looks right. up at you. Can mommy be here? Uh, I mean, eventually, yeah. And say, it, it might says, that while. is not for me to choose. Exactly. That is her choice in the world. So it's a maybe. It's <laughs> definitely not a no. <laughs> Sark is just shaking his head at you. <laughs> what about someone who wouldn't mind watching over us? 
Like an NPC that someone's trying to have sex with? <laughs> what about a PC who worships this god? Oh, really? You would get to spend forever in the astral plane. Then we lose our healer. Yeah. Let's not look at this from a metagame standpoint. You guys have just met a god who told you that you've made a wrong turn, but one of you cannot leave. You guys are a party of the chosen. Oh, I'm definitely handling this in character. I'm no, like, I know. I'm like nudging at these kids. Let's not let's not bring the PC out of game kind of style no, thing. I know. This. That that was a bad remark. Sorry. No, you're fine. I just really want you guys to take this seriously. Like, it's important. Um. Well, I'm in not order fussy. to create a portal back, a soul must be given. This is not my choosing. This is way the way the realms work. And and what would this soul be bound to do? This soul would live here in the astral plane. And then all of a sudden, um, the doors burst open, and Satanine goes, Ah, I knew you were coming. I'm glad you came. I heard that the, the, the four were here, and, and he says, Ah, oh, my lads, you made it. You finally crossed the plane. And you turn behind you, and you see the king. <laughs> the former king. The former king. Yeah. And he's just beaming, and he's excited. And he's got, like, this tankard in his hand that looks like it should be too heavy for him to carry, but it's just as weightless in his hand, and he's just slugging from it. So all hail the kings, I say as he comes in. Then he bows to you, and he says, No, no my friend. Sure, making sure it's oh. plural kings. <laughs> and, and he says, I bow to no one here. You're the ones that'll save Irulan. And he bows to you. And he takes a swig from his ale and cheers it towards Torin. I cheers it back and take a hearty drink. He says, oh, you brought my flask here. Can I take a sip from it? Sure. And he takes it and he guzzles from it and passes it back to you. He's like, ah, oh, it's as good as I remember, but this is better. And he hands you his tankard. Uh, this huge. Like, what's the What's the terms and conditions on this tankard? There is no terms and conditions. You sip from it and you enjoy it. All right, I'm not like binding my soul to a. No, 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 no. This isn't like that. This is the astral plane. All right, (laughs) I mean, you you do know that your buddy here was just telling us one of us has got to live here forever and is bound there. Blah, 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 blah. And then I drink from his cup. It is. It is perfect. The moment you drink from it, you become the perfect amount of drunk. I don't know if you know like that level, but where you're just at that cusp of being too much, but just too little, but like just good, you know? Like you feel just right. The epitome of drinking you have just tasted. Oh, hey. Uh, maybe uh maybe this is this place isn't so bad. <laughs> So she says, you must choose. I will send you back, but I send you back with gifts. And she pulls out a booklet, a book, and she hands it to, um, hands it out to the group. She's like pinching it between her fingers to like hand it to you. And she puts it in front of the party. So who's taking the book? Uh, I'll take the booklet. You look at it and it says, the booklet of Beastery of Irulan. So what this book does, she says, this is all known creatures in Irulan. This will help you defeat any sort of evil that could befall you. It will tell you everything you need to know 
of anything that comes before you. <laughs> so what this does is, as an action in combat, you can pull out the monster manual and okay. look at it. And if the beast that I bring in front of you is not in front of the monster manual, you can ask any questions about it. But you have to use an action to pull it out. Interesting. And <laughs> so I turn to the rest of the group, and I guess I say, well, uh, I guess we, we kind of got to make a decision here. And uh, I've been thinking about it long and hard after I took that drink. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know... I think I'm the only one who who doesn't really have any real ties back to Irulan. You know, you you got your school and you got your city and you got your entire kingdom. And uh, I got a nice bar, but I, I I think I think that much pretty much runs itself since I'm almost never there. I I I I think I I think I might stay. I think. That I might stay as this is the god that I worship. I think yeah. I might be the only one who actually wants to go back. But if you stay, sure. you could have so much time just to try and seduce the goddess. Yeah, but I'm not done with Euron yet. <laughs> and she looks at she looks at Devin and she's like, Seduce the goddess <laughs> and she snaps her fingers and an aspect of the goddess appears next to you and swoons over you. Uh, yeah, yeah. looks exactly I'm, like Sehenin and is just kissing your neck yeah but that's take all the fun out of it it's not the destination it's the journey so and then the aspect of Sehenin kisses you on the neck and walks away how, how does Paris's sister respond to that yeah <laughs> good question <laughs> Paris's sister is just in awe of everything that's happening around her. She's watching angels fly. She's seeing something like she's never seen. You guys are adventurers. She is not. And we haven't even seen this before either. Yeah. I, I know. This is this is beyond your comprehension at this point. She doesn't have the constitution that you guys have to stay on track, though. So Devin wants to go back. Who else wants to go back? I think Stark has to go back. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have to. Devin be king of Ireland. I, I mean, he's the king. I, you know. <laughs> I think he's still here. Uh, yeah, but that king is dead. So, like, if if Stark goes, then any control the rest of you guys have over the the entire kingdom and people listening to you goes out the window. I, I can mean, still have mage college on it. I mean, yes. But uh, yeah, so I think you know. Torn and Paris need to have a little heart-to-heart and see, you know, for the greater good, who's the right person to stay. Um, I don't know. So, I, you know, I think, logistically speaking, it the, weed, the way that, that Torn sees it, and like I said, is at, at this point, I don't, I don't really have much tying me back to Irulan, or Irulan. I can't even pronounce Irulan. it. I can't even pronounce Irulan. it. Irulan, so like an ear... Rulon. Yeah. It's killing it's killing Sean that I say it wrong. But yeah, so you know, that's that's Torin's perspective. What's what's Paris gotta say about it? Besides like, I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah, I mean Well, yeah, it's more than that, but Paris gets to spend his time with his aspect of virtue. Like the everything yeah. he's dedicated his life to is here. Yeah. Exactly. Like I don't know but how in 
I don't know how in character Paris as a cleric to this god says no to spending eternity. Sahanine looks at the group and she says, I know this is a difficult decision. All of you are needed. All of you are needed in the realm. It is the five chosen. There is one that we can join that can join the party. There there are many people on Irulan that fit the aspects of and ideals of what is necessary. The question is, who do we imbue? You were chosen for your skill set, for your reasoning, for your cohesiveness as a group. To lose one means to lose all. But, unfortunately, one must go. One must leave. And then the gods must decide uh, where to go from here. As well as you. I'm going to start raising my hand and say, you all have lost one kind of today already? Yeah, sorry. You mean because yes, we killed we, my priest? We lost, one, we lost one 450 Irulan years ago. You know her. Yeah, but we just, we just killed one today, so... She talking about Siliqui? Down to four again. I am speaking of the Siliqui. I'm speaking of Nightbreeze. Well, you lost the one that would betray. Well, I well, turned, he already did. I turn to Paris and I say, "Up to you. I'll be drinking with this guy in the meantime." And I cheers the uh, the king <laughs> again. And and he like out of nowhere pulls like just this huge piece of awesome meat. Like, it's, like, some of the finest that you've ever seen, and he hands it to you. It's, like, the perfect rare. Like, it's got some sort of some sort of marinade on it that you can't place, but it's, like, always what you think of when you think of meat. Yeah. And I turn back to Paris, and I go, I don't know, dude. This place seems pretty cool, pretty chill. Uh, I mean, Stark, Stark walks over to the both of them and says, you know, you, you're both indispensable members of the team. I, you know, I, I would hate to lose either of you. And then but... I, I lean back towards them and I go, you know, the kids are still here. <laughs> Just saying, if we want to we drop one of the brats here, we only have to deal with the other one. Stark says, I will stay here before I leave them here. Oh, uh, well, can't do that. Your, your godly symbol flares, Stark, when you do that. You get a but it's point. no, but it's no, but it's no motion of Sahanine. She's just sitting there. You, it, you just feel a flare. Yeah, I, I'm just in character. This isn't what I had, like planned for at all. But I, I don't, I don't see how in character Paris can say no to being able to stay with his god for eternity. Like this is like obviously everything that he's been working for. I mean, eventually you can come. Here. That's true, but... And what about your sister? She's got Devin. And what about the people of uh, Steebrook? They've got Devin. <laughs> all, of you, all, of you, all of you will find your place in the end. I see no ill in you, and you find no error where you, f- where you end. All of you have proven yourself valorous, righteous... And honorable in battle. You have to remember that even though you leave here, it does not mean you can't come back in the future. It does not mean that the gods overlook you. This is a sad day. One of you has lost the party. 
uh, unfortunately, my powers are not great enough to let you leave without taking one of you and utilizing the soul to to make conveyance back to the mortal realm. My goddess, I will stay with you. You sure, dude? Yeah, I'm positive. Then the sacrifice is given. Unfortunately, Paris, you have to stay here with me. Or fortunately... I don't find that unfortunate. And she smiles at you. And she says, of this are you sure? I have given my life to you already. I will continue to do so. She tosses a grape in her mouth and she picks out a star from the sky. I now pronounce you man and wife. Sweet. And she, she, she brings the star down upon you and she sets it just above your head and she says welcome to the realm of the gods and she opens her fingers and stardust explode and your mortal body is completely destroyed in this, <laughs> in this starry blight and stars start to swirl around and all of a sudden and there's a massive explosion and all of you all of a sudden see Paris's ghostly form in radiant lights before you um, and he has golden wings and he's holding a staff and in his place is now a portal uh, through which you can see Devin's um, quarters at the Mage College. Didn't we still need to get the school out of the fish? That is not my concern. That is your choice. Go forth. Do good. Save Irulan. Close the portals and bring right to the realm. Can I get some of that meat and like a uh, mead and like a sippy cup to go? Or like, what's the deal? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, so you get handed that massive mug. Okay. And the king laughs and goes, oh, and he brings out this massive, just, like, huge, like, comically huge, like, what would almost be like a dragon leg, and hands it to you, and you're able to hold it, okay? You're holding a massive mug and a massive cut of meat. Does the little, like, cart I'm sitting in, like, tilt over? No. <laughs> it's a... You're, like, able to hold it just fine. Flint Flintstones reference. Um, yes, right? Uh, anyway, okay, well, great. Uh, I guess... Uh, hey, uh, say Hanin, my lady, my god, god lady, my, yes. my god lady, say Hanin. Yes, Torah. Um, <laughs> can we, like, make a deal to get, like, so we just came from the Shadow Realm, and before that we came from inside of a fish, and we could use a little help, uh, getting our island out of a fish. She says, recognize it or not. You are doing right in your realm. You will find your path. And she flicks you through the portal. Oh, <laughs> such a long answer. Cop out. Wow. All right. She's like five mortals. Where do I where do I land? You land inside of Devin's uh, quarters at the Mage College. What all what you were able to hold now you are not, and this meat just, like, hits the floor. It's so heavy you can't even pick it up. A massive, like, cup of ale, like, partially tips over. Give me a strength check. Uh, all right. I'm actually really good at those. Uh, this. What level is he? Yeah, and what level am I for my proficiency here? Uh, you're back to your level All right, so it's six. only a three. Uh, oh, well, 
It's a 26. You, the cup starts to tip and it sloshes a little bit, but you upright it, and now you just have this massive, like, what would be probably the size of a barrel of ale, surround, like, huge wood slats, just gigantic. Nice. Full of the finest ale that has probably ever existed or will ever exist. The quintessential beer. Nice. I, uh, I, I try to leave... Devin's room. You're trying to drag something that's probably hundreds of pounds. Great. So it's very slow going. But that's let's fine. let's let's switch back to the, the party. Women and children first. I'm assuming. Well, I mean she probably wants to say goodbye to her brother. Oh. Well, children first then. Go on. And so the children go through and they're all excited like they're a good venture. Pa- uh, Uncle Paris, are you coming with us? Uncle Paris. I thought it was Dork Paris. Didn't didn't Uncle Paris just get collapsed into an explosion of starlight? Well, they can still see him. Oh, okay. No, he's gone. Paris flew away. Yeah, he just got exploded into stardust. No, no, you're you you. There's an astral version of yourself still there. It's just you have wings and you're carrying a golden scepter. Oh no, I did I did the cool like floating backwards thing out of out of sight. Before talking to your sister or anything? Yep. <laughs> wow. Wow. Definitely hey. douchebag. Dude, I don't give a fuck. I'm a celestial now. Nothing bothers me. I don't think about that kind of worldly shit. It's like the I'm just, I'm like just over here fucking taking bong rips. It's the equivalent of a celestial mic drop. I'm just like, yeah. boom. This is my shit now. Okay. So Paris is gone, and Paris's sister goes, "He's really not coming." And she like collapses to her knees and begins to cry. Glad I'm not there. <laughs> and then she tries to compose herself, and she goes, "Okay, I'll see you soon, brother." And she walks through the portal. You hear that, you douchebag Paris? Your sister might. Devin does the old man fist fist shake. <laughs> the air. Get out my lawn. You hear that, Paris? So Devin and Stark are still on that side. Yep. And, well, uh, I called Dips on making his headstone. God. <laughs> Hey, you know, you could have said goodbye, maybe given us some tips on what to put on your headstone, but <laughs> you passed up that chance. But, uh, yeah, Stark just, you know, kind of bows in the direction of where Paris flew off and just kind of, you know, goodbye, my friend, as he walks through the portal. Goodbye, Lady Goddess. See you in, uh, well, when I feel like it. She says, I look forward to it, silly one. And you pass through the portal. Yeah. And that's where we're going to end it. And now the five is three. (laughs) (laughs) No, now the six are three. Dropping like flies. Everybody, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, You can find us at tabletopchampions.com. Uh, you can give us uh, your feedback on there, or you can give us a five-star review on iTunes, which we would absolutely love. Even though I try and make things significant in the podcast, everybody's got a joke all the time. 
Sorry. Well, we are kind of like a, a little bit of a comedy-adjacent podcast. I don't think we take ourselves that seriously. But um, I take you guys seriously. All right. Well, then I, I apologize for not being the person that takes things seriously. <laughs> no, we have yes. a good time. But you can follow us on Twitter, too, Tabletop Champs. Um, you can send us feedback there. I will 100% read it. We've just started, uh, as a quick out-of-character here uh, for the listener at home, we've kind of just actually started posting these. So if you've been sending us stuff for the past, like, three or four weeks, I think I've mentioned this in a previous episode, too, except now we really, really are posting them. We really did release it. And it's really in iTunes now, so these are definitely actually going to be on the internet. So, um... We should be getting to a point of being caught up in a week or two. Yes, so if... If you are hearing this and it is after, let's say, July fifteenth, we're gonna respond oh, to you. We're gonna respond to you really quickly. Oh yeah, twenty sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it, you know, uh, we. I understand that the nation has collapsed uh, and that we are uh, in all out war with Russia. Zombies have taken over. And... I thought it was China. Uh, no, it's, you know, we all thought it would be no, China, but it was actually still it's Russia. China right now, but it's actually Russia. That's yep. what's happening right now, July 2016. Yep. Yeah. It's a fact. Or it's secretly Canada. Yep. Also, uh, Haiti has risen up as a nuclear power and has decided to take over the world. Yeah, so that was we, unexpected. We passed that new amendment, and Putin uh, was elected president in 2016. Uh, of America, he's yeah a president of America, and he's been going on tours riding elk shirtless. So, God, how much of Australia does Kim Jong Un own right now? Uh, about three fourths. Just just the uh, just the dry bits in the middle. <laughs> um, I thought doesn't Greece now own the EU? Yeah, yeah that, in a, in a, it was weird. They, Don't they, call it a comeback. <laughs> they like they they risked it all on a hand of blackjack, and now they own the EU. But as a, but as weird. A, but as a real quick aside, you know, I know we're making our jokes. It really is a shame what happened to South America. So I don't, yeah, I don't want to make any jokes yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. All right. Great. So you can follow me <laughs> on Twitter um, if it still exists. Um, <laughs> I know. I know that at one point they printed them all out for the Library of Congress. So well, now maybe. It's so you may be able to. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. The funny part is, is uh, Friend Finder came back. Um, and, and MySpace, MySpace yeah. has, a, has a huge market share right now. Exactly. So yeah, uh, I'm at Fung on there. Um, theoretically, if it is a thing, uh, and you can follow us, Tabletop Champs, and uh, Scott has a Twitter, possibly. Yeah, still. You could- uh, I still do operate my Twitter uh, here in 2016, and you can follow it at RPG. So, well, till next time. Yeah, Toodles. Toodles. Bye. Bye. I will remember you. Timeline is above your pay grade. Will you remember? Try and get as many rope ladders made as possible. Don't let your life pass you by. Everybody must now refer to me as Duke Paris. Uh, do we have a uh, rope makers guild in town? I'm so tired.
I do a very hierarchical like wave to him as he Earl Paris, first of all. That bitch is dead. I want to make sure that the listeners know that Paris is lord of two different townships now. See if you can fucking bone my sister in front of everyone in her fucking hospital bed. But I do not recall small gnomes lobbing fireballs from the sky at me. By the way, I sit on my throne in Steebrook, kind of like Prince Joffrey, all like fucking lounged out and shit. I grab, I grab her hand and I put it in mine like I'm holding her hands like in a very loving way before Devin can touch my sister. So afraid to love you, more afraid to lose. That's what she said. Clinging to a past that doesn't let me choose. I take up a heroic looking pose Once there was a darkness deep in endless night. I am the fucking duke of this goddamn land. I'm just gonna pin in Lord in front of my name. I can take no more death today.